hello everyone. Welcome to uh, Assurance Nexion podcast. Uh, I am Matisse Ralevao, R&D engineer, and here with me is uh, Joshua Ochola, toxicologist from Aceris. Today's podcast is dedicated to borderline cosmetics. The distinction between product classes can be unclear or ambiguous, sometimes requiring interpretation and input from competent authorities. A must watch with antibacterial or antiseptic claims can be categorized as a cosmetics product, a biocidal product, or as a medicinal product. When products straddle between two or more regulatory definitions, the European Commission defines these products as borderline. But first, Joshua, can you tell us what is a cosmetic product? Hi, thank you. Thank you, Matisse. Uh, hello, everyone. Um, as we all know, a cosmetic product um, in the borderline context can be very complicated. In understanding borderlines as it relates to cosmetics, it's important we define what the cosmetic product is. And as defined by the cosmetic regulations in Europe, a cosmetic product is any substance or mixture intended to be placed in contact with the various external parts of the human body or with the teeth and mucous membranes of the oral cavity for the purposes of cleaning, perfuming, changing their appearance, correcting body odors, and or protecting them or keeping them in good condition. That is clearer now. With this definition, we can better understand cosmetic product classification. Are there any uh, other key notions linked to the cosmetic products? Absolutely. Yeah, to classify cosmetic products under the EU cosmetic regulations, um, we need to highlight the important aspects of the definition, the purpose, the formulation, and site of application has to be clearly defined. The primary functions will include things like altering appearance, cleaning, beautifying, perfuming, protecting or correcting odors. A cosmetic product can also have a secondary function, for instance, biocidal antimicrobial activity or functions. Oral hygiene products or deodorants where the primary purpose is of cosmetic nature. In the evaluation of cosmetic products function, the following considerations are important. These include the manufacturer's intention, presentation, labeling, advertising, claims, mode of action, composition, and the consumer perception of the product. So the indications for not allocating a clearly defined primary or main function to a cosmetic product it therefore stands the risk of being defined into a different product category or miscategorized. What about the formulation of the cosmetic product? How does it help in classifying a product as cosmetic? Well, there's a strong association between the composition of a cosmetic product and its function. Claims are made on the strength of the specific ingredients used in the formulation of a cosmetic product. A cosmetic product's formulation should comply with EU cosmetic regulations, meaning that it should not contain prohibited ingredients listed in Annex 2 of the EU cosmetic regulations. 
it should comply with the guidelines on restricted substances in Annex 3 and need to reform or conform to the requirements relating to colorants, preservative and ultraviolet filters in Annex 4 and 4 to 6 of the EU cosmetic regulation. The last key element actually in defining cosmetic product is the site of application. Cosmetic products are often intended for application on external parts of the body, such as the epidermis, the hair, nails, lips, external genital organs, or the teeth and mucous organs of the oral cavity. I hope that all these elements help in identifying what cosmetic products are. The definition separates cosmetic products from other product classes closely related to the product, i.e. borderline products such as biocides, medicines, and medical, medical devices. Okay, but uh, particularly, what does this mean? We have a clear understanding of a cosmetic. How can this be confused with other product categories, like biocides, for instance? Can you provide practical examples? Certainly. The definition and primary function of the cosmetic product serves as a guide to its classification. The instances where the intersection between the primary function of two cosmetic products are so close that inputs from competent authorities are often required to simplify and agree to a product class. For instance, what is a bicellular product? A bicell product is a product with an active substance that is intended to destroy, deter, render harmless, prevent action of, or otherwise exact a controlling effect on harmful or undesired organisms. A product's plan function as determined by claims is a major determinant in making a distinction between a cosmetic and a bicellular product. For example, both soaps with antibacterial or antiseptic properties are classified as bicellular products and some screens with their UV repelling properties are also considered biocidal products. How about other product categories? Does this principle also apply? And have you got any practical examples to share as well? Absolutely so. Some, some principles do apply. Let's look at medicinal products. What's a medicinal product? According to the EU Directive 2001-83 of the European Parliament, a medicinal product is any substance or mixture that has therapeutic or prophylactic properties in human beings. This includes substances administered with the aim of restoring, correcting, or modifying a physiological function by exacting a pharmacological, immunological or metabolic action or making a medical diagnosis. For example, a shampoo is considered a cosmetic product since its intended use is to cleanse the hair. However, an antidandruff treatment is categorized as a drug because its intended use is to treat dandruff through a pharmacological action. Consequently, an antidandruff shampoo is both a cosmetic and a drug. For instance, if you have 
uh, an antidandruff shampoo that does not have an active bicidal ingredient, if the action is just strictly antiseborial, then that would be a cosmetic product. But you have an antidandruff shampoo that has an antifungal principle like um, ketoconazole, that would be a drug. And hence, you can see where there's always difference in from the formulation and the definition, how both of them come together to help us define and present a particular product in the appropriate class or category. Okay, it's uh, very clear now. Uh, medical devices are quite a unique category given the regulatory definition of medical devices. How does this apply? What are the salient points? And please share relevant practical examples. Yeah, thank you, Mathis. And again, let's look at what the regulatory definition of a medical device is. According to the European Union Regulation EU 2017-745, a medical device refers to any instrument, apparatus, equipment, software, implants, reagents, material, or other article used alone or in combination. In short, a medical device intended for use in human beings in relation to diseases, injury or disability, an analytical structure or function, a physiological or pathological process, as well as other special medical cases. In addition, this regulation includes certain products for aesthetic purposes, such as tinted contact lenses, equipment emitting high intensity electromagnetic radiation, such as lasers, and interspersed light equipment used for skin resurfacing, tattoo removal, hair removal, or other skin treatments. So medical devices are applied to special parts of the human body. The distinctive feature of a medical device is that the product is claimed to be used for a medical purpose or to belong to one of the aesthetic categories, which differentiates it from cosmetic products. For example, a foot cream used to treat dry skin is a cosmetic product, but will be classified as a medical device if it is associated with a claim to heal skin damaged by cracks or fissures. Having discussed cosmetics robustly and the critical considerations in defining a product classification with important practical examples, can you summarize now the importance and impacts of wrong product classification? Yeah, certainly. Um, as we know, when a product is wrongly classified, it can ha have serious impact on the business negatively. And some of them can be quite serious. Um, there are safety ramifications for the end users if the intended product use or function is confused or misunderstood. There are other direct consequences, which can include potential product recalls, redesign of product labels, replication or renotification to the appropriate competent authorities, reformulation of the product, and or application for variation in some product class within the same regulatory framework. There's also the burden of associated costs, loss of brand reputation and loss of time, ETC. Yeah, so therefore it is imperative that manufacturers, suppliers, distributors, 
correctly classify their products from the onset. This will subject the product to the appropriate regulatory framework and meet relevant compliance requirements. Where there's uncertainty, the competent national authorities in the EU and UK member states will decide on a case-by-case -case basis. Do you have questions about this topic? Your obligations under the relevant regulatory framework or related topic? You can contact our experts at Intertech Asuris. We are here to help. For more information about our service offerings for the consumer healthcare, cosmetics and toiletries industries, you can visit our website at www.intertech.com slash asuris slash cosmetics.